Hello and welcome to the How To CEO podcast. I'm your host, Murray Newland. In today's show, we're going to be looking at how to build communities and what CEOs need to know about building communities. I'm delighted to be joined by Vasali from the Growth Marketing Conference. I've known him for 10 years now. He runs amazing conferences and builds an amazing community in the Bay Area initially around uh, startups and startup socials and then into the growth marketing conference uh, it's a conference which attracts some of the best speakers from around the world attendees from around the world and has he successfully built an amazing community and so as a ceo you want to try and build a great community and it's really hard to do and he's got some amazing lessons that he's learned along that way so welcome thanks Murray. super excited to be here thank you for coming on the show so please i introduce you but give more of an introduction to yourself yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm an event marketer. I started working in events about 12 years ago before we met and uh, pretty much learned the ropes by being thrown into organizing 12 events uh, throughout the summer. First two weeks, I hated it. Then I realized that something clicked and uh, this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And now I feel that every morning when I wake up, this is something that I would do you know, might sound like a cliche, but if I wouldn't get paid, it's still something that I would have a lot of passion for, connecting people, bringing them together, building them, com building communities and organizing events. So currently the biggest event that I produce is a growth marketing conference happening in San Francisco every December. This is our, this year in 2020, it will be our fifth event. We're expecting 2000 plus attendees, um, over a hundred speakers, about 30 partners and attendees from around the world. And uh, the topic is growth marketing, building a sustainable growth strategy for you. Either you are series A, B uh, startup or high growth company, all the way um, to enterprise companies. And so let's say you're a series A, series B enterprise company. How should you think about building community um, and specifically in regards to that? Should you, should you do your own? Should you join other communities? How do you build your own community? How do you work with events? How do you think about this? What should be the thought process that you would tackle this? Yeah, the third process, uh, the way I think about it is thinking about event and community building as a product, especially if you're a CEO and a founder, right? So first of all, you have you need to have some kind of MVP. And in order to build it, uh, to build your MVP, you need to be talking to the right people. So what I recommend is hosting a very small mixer like a meetup and inviting either your customers or brand evangelists, somebody who is passionate about what are you trying to create, whether it's an experience or again, maybe a product, and then um, trying to get the information, sort of doing the customer development, but instead of getting outside of the building, bring people to you so you can get their feedback on what you need to create, what your audience really want, what your customers want, then um, ask this brand evangelist to invite others to your next event, your next meetup. And that's how you grow slowly and organically before trying to throw a big thousand person conference without having any experience and really knowing who your core community members are. So doing it gradually. What makes a great experience for a conference goer? And yes, you want to market the company, but how do you make sure that those who come have a great experience? And it's interesting, I'm remembering you and I, we had a conversation a long time ago and you mentioned it. So it seems like every conference that I go to, it has a, sort of a footprint of event organizer. Right? 
So I think uh, this is a very important to think of what kind of community you'd like to create and what kind of experience you'd like to create. So everything comes together from choosing a venue, choosing speakers, identifying your ideal target audience. And you think of it as uh, something like a puzzle that you put in together. And what makes an experience, sometimes when you come to the event and people who don't go to event very often, they might not able to identify what exactly is not, is wrong, but you just, something doesn't feel right. So the something that you want to go for is everything feels right. This The right people are there, then everything, the environment is appropriate when it comes to the content, when it comes to networking. And um, yeah, so some of the really important details uh, that are actually not an ex- expensive and full bar, you know, like happy hour, filet mignon, dinners, all that stuff. Yeah. It's some of the little things that you do for your attendees that makes it um, make this experience very relevant to them and make it very aligned with uh, overall event as a product type of thing. And so, and so what are some of those little things? What are some of those little tips? Yeah, so some of the little things could be like, for example, we like to host our event at the Fairmont Hotel because we know that during the Christmas time, the venue is amazing. And our audience, um, usually 30% from 30 to 50% are traveling from outside of San Francisco Bay Area. So for them, for us, even though the hotel is much more pricey than many other venues in San Francisco, for them, it's just a little experience. And just being at that hotel makes them want to um, come back next year and bring the entire team for the team building. Another thing, for example, hosting an event strategically at the in December, um, having the event positioned as your first sort of a learning uh, milestone before and planning milestone for growth marketing uh, in the next year. So we are one of the few conferences who are doing it in December. And uh, every single time I mentioned that, okay, so this is the time for you to build your growth marketing plan for 2020. And we've been getting some good feedback on it. So for some of the other events, it could be an amazing party at the end of the conference. So people really stay um, networking. Um, I'm trying to think some other examples. But uh, some of the little things... For example, uh, like we curate seats at our networking dinner for speakers. Right. And every single time it's it's valuable for speakers. And that's one of the reasons why we are able to recruit high profile speakers because it's other people who they meet um, make them want to be there. How do you choose content and yeah, it's a good question. So we're actually tweaking it uh, a little bit this year because we're expanding the content, we're expanding tracks based on the feedback. When we just started, all of the speakers were handpicked. Uh, I was fortunate enough by working at, at another conference and uh, where I was able to build uh, personal relationships with a lot of high-profile speakers. So they did it for me as a personal favor. And then when one speaker um, presented and had a good experience, uh, he or she would usually refer somebody else. But uh, we don't have a formal call for speakers still. So this year, we still handpick with about 80% of them. And we usually look first whether they're practitioners. That's the number one goal. Second, whether they are um, good communicators and engaging speakers. And third, whether they are from recognizable brand. So if we get at least two of, th- of a three, uh, then it makes a good mix. But recently, we also started to recruit from previous attendees. So my goal is um, probably to recruit about 7 to 10% of new speakers from previous attendees for the next year. Because 
those are the ones who experience the content. Those are the ones who are giving us feedback. And some of them, to be honest, are very much qualified to, to teach. So I'm actually conducting uh, right now, our conference just happened, and I'm uh, having one-on-one -on -one meetings with about 20 attendees, to, um, and speaker speaking is, is definitely on the table for discussion. And so you're, you're running these events, you're getting high-quality speakers. How do you vet the, the content? How do you make sure that the content stays on? Yeah. The meat of it, a lot of it. Yeah, so this is one of the reasons why I'm actually hiring this year uh, head of content and marketing. So, uh, so I'm looking for the person that actually will be our first official hire because every single team member came to us previously and we uh, actually volunteered and then eventually we got promoted. You know, but um, I really don't have time. So I've been vetting all of the presentation myself actually until recently. And now it's just becoming too much work. And sometimes I get feedback. Well, we always get feedback from attendees to and get their feedback. Who should be speaking? What kind of topics are relevant? And then we have that submission form that I look over. But to be honest, I don't have time currently to look at every single presentation ahead of time. So it's just based on the trust from the speakers that we invited. But again, as we're growing, we get some speakers that I don't know personally. So that's for that specific reason, we introduced this role, which is really important. How do you make sure that there's great networking and great community building beyond just the event yeah, I think the, I would say 80% of all of this is just getting the right people and uh, to the right venue. So 80% getting the right people to the right venue and everything happens organically. The rest would be just doing some memorable activities. Uh, either it could be an after party or, for example, this year we had mentorship roundtables at our event when we had specific topics. If people wanted to discuss their challenges let's say related to content marketing, and we would sit them at one table and have a mentor uh, facilitate discussion here and there. But again, I, I wouldn't think about necessarily creating a lot of uh, extra activities before you figure out the first 80%, which bring the right people to the right uh, environment. That's awesome. On, so on that, uh, on that note, who are some amazing marketing speakers you really recommend? Who, who do a great job, have great content. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question because one of, the, one of the things, it's really hard for me to point out one or two speakers. So, for example, I can point out several. One of them, uh, this year, we got really good feedback from um, PagerDuty uh, head of growth and GM, Rebecca Klein, who, uh, with her presentation, How to Scale Growth Team. Then artificial intelligence was a big theme of uh, this year. So Jim Stern's presentation, he's previously founded a few analytics conferences, was really good. On, on the product side, um, product-led growth also was be is becoming a big theme right now. So we had some really good panels related to it. It's really tough for me to just handpick one of the speakers. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, growth marketing conference website has uh, many of them. So. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. If people want to connect with you, how do they do that? I would say LinkedIn is the best way. Um, I'll, if anybody wants to email me, Vasile at growthmarketingconf. Um, yeah, um, not on Twitter that much, but yeah, LinkedIn is probably number one. Uh, That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm Murray Newlands. You've been listening to the How to CEO podcast. Thank you for subscribing and I'll talk to you next time.